Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the November 2017 CTSS quiz. It's hard to imagine it's November, but I do have to admit today I'm recording this, which is the end of October. It's 37 degrees this morning in Baltimore, so maybe fall is finally here. We have 10 terrific cases for you, so without further ado, let's get started. The question in this case is, in this patient post-distal pancreatectomy and splenectomy, what's the best diagnosis? Well, you look at two sets of images. One is the axial and one is the MIP. And what you see in the uh, axial, which was from the earlier phase, you see a bleed in the left upper quadrant. Now, you can see bleeds or just some hemorrhage or some fluid post-distal pancreatectomy and splenectomy, but this is a lot of blood. And then you look carefully, just in front of the kidney, there's a very high-density structure, about a centimeter in cross-sectional size. And that high-density structure expands in its size as you go from the arterial to the venous phase imaging. And that was an active bleed. That was a bleed from the splenic artery. With Whipple's procedures, post-op complications include hepatic artery and GDA bleeds, particularly GDA. And with distal pancreatectomy, we talk about splenic artery bleeds. This is not a pseudocyst. It is a hematoma the surgical bed, but the more correct diagnosis, or the most correct diagnosis, is there's an active bleed, and it is not a normal post-op appearance in any situation. The most likely diagnosis for this one centimeter left renal mass is, and again, when you look quickly, you see a hypervascular mass, and you know, you're thinking papillary versus clear cell, but you look carefully, there's a dot in the lesion, and you can see I measured that dot, and it measures minus 75. One of the problems with CT is that it's incredible at picking up lesions, but classifying may not be as good. Part of the reason is people aren't very careful. If you have only a little bit of fat in the lesion, it's a lipid-poor angiomyolipoma, and it's a leave-alone lesion. This was an angiomyolipoma. It's a leave-alone lesion. Angiomyolipomas can be resected if patients are symptomatic over 5 cm, but at 1 cm, nobody worries. So again, look carefully for the presence of fat. The same thing is true in the adrenal where we look for myolipomas with minimal fat. It's a critical diagnosis. This patient has right upper quadrant pain, and I asked what the best diagnosis is. When you look at the axial views, what you notice is water was the contrast agent, but mid-abdomen there's a high-density zone within the bowel. And you look at it in the coronal view and you realize what you're seeing is bleeding from a branch off the SMA. So this is an active bleed from the jejunal artery into jejunum just past the ligament of trites. It's not a bowel obstruction, it's not gallbladder disease or a pseudo bleed in bowel. This is the real thing. CT is excellent for detecting bleeds, particularly um, small bowel and large bowel. The key is all protocol, fast injection, fast acquisition, dual phase imaging, and no positive oral contrast material given. In this case, I say the patient has SBO, what's the best diagnosis? Axial and a cinematic view. In the axial view, you see a mass posterior to the stomach arising from the pancreas, and the truth is, that's a pancreatic adenocarcinoma. When you look at the coronal view, you see the dilatation of the small bowel to the level of the ligament of trites, and it's obstructed by a pancreatic adenocarcinoma. This is not a gist tumor, it's not a carcinoid tumor, it's not a duodenal tumor. It's in the pancreas proper, and pancreatic cancer in the tail of the pancreas can easily obstruct the duodenum at or near the ligament of trites or the proximal jejunum. 
depending where the mass is present. In this case, what's the key finding in this patient with pancreatic cancer? Well, there is ascites. I don't see a liver metastasis. I see a gallstone. I don't see vascular encasement, but there could be, but I don't have all the images. And a little bit of the kidney I see looks fine. What I do see is a beautiful example of carcinomatosis, peritoneal carcinomatosis. Look at the nodularity on the omentum, the ascites, the infiltration, particularly well seen in midline and to left of midline. This is carcinomatosis from pancreatic cancer. This patient will be unresectable. In this patient with known hematuria, what's the best diagnosis? This is a very nice example of showing you a filling defect in the left renal pelvis, shown very nicely on the MIP imaging. Again, filling defects without looking can be due to blood clots, they can be due to transitional cell carcinomas, they could be due to slough papillae. This surely is not a normal study, and it's not a renal cell carcinoma in the right kidney, the right kidney is normal. Could that be a blood clot in the left kidney? I guess it can theoretically, but when you look at the density and the appearance, it's a TCC till proven otherwise. And this was a solitary TCC, only one centimeter in size. The most likely diagnosis for bilateral adrenal lesions is, I showed you two images, one non-contrast, one with contrast. Non-contrast, any of these could be true, though unlikely to have bilateral adrenal primary carcinomas uh, without one of them being much larger. And I might even consider when I look at this melanoma metastatic bilateral and large, when you give IV contrast the lesions of vascular with some low density zones inside, theoretically this could be pheochromocytoma. 10% of pheos are bilateral, but it's more common in patients with syndromes. I don't see anything to suggest neurofibromatosis or MEA. Adrenal carcinomas Theoretically, can be bilateral, but not the same size like this. These aren't adenomas that are too bright. And metastasis is a good consideration. You don't see the right kidney, but I have to admit, to be fair, the right kidney could just be low-lying. Maybe it's on the next slice. I'll tell you, this patient did have a partial nephrectomy previously, and, and this indeed was metastatic renal cell carcinoma. So just a nice example of metastatic renal cell carcinoma. The best diagnosis in this case, interesting case, it was sent for pancreatic mass, large cystic lesion which comes near the pancreas. It'd be the world's largest IPM, I don't think it's that. It could be a pseudocyst from prior pancreatitis, but the patient had no pseudocyst, and this has stayed around for a while. It could be a lymphopathial cyst of the pancreas. They're usually not this large, but they're exophytic. And the other thought is a lymphangioma. It can be difficult. This was a lymphangioma. Could it have been a lymphopathelial cyst? It surely could have. Could it be a duplication cyst? A bit big, but it could have been. We kind of know this was cystic, probably benign lesion. This was resected. This was a lymphangioma. The most likely diagnosis in this case, what do I see? I see tumor infiltration of the stomach. It's bulky and ulcerating. And then I look more carefully, and there's extensive nodes by the stomach and the periodic region. This infiltration extension to the left kidney or by the left kidney. So this is a process that's multiple nodes and probably multi-organ. It's not a gist tumor. The gist tumor typically doesn't have the nodes. And this is infiltrating tumor. It's mucosal involvement. Could it be a bad adenocarcinoma? That's a possibility. Could be metastasis from breast cancer. Usually that's going to be linitis plastica. 
The best case scenario in this patient, the best explanation, bulky gastric infiltration, large nodes, peripancreatic, celiac, and periotic. The best possibility, which this was, was a B-cell lymphoma. So this patient gets chemo and should do well. In this case, what do you see? Well, what you see is a beautiful example of an intussusception. You see it on both the axial views and you see it on the coronal views. It's a large intussusception. This was due to a small bowel neoplasm. It was due to a uh, benign lyomyoma. Uh, very interesting case, a beautiful example of that, the way the uh, intussusception happens with the bowel tracking in and you get that fat appearance, very classic on the coronal as well as on the axial view. This is not an internal hernia, it's not a lipoma and not a duplication cyst. So with that, I thank you for your attention. Those were 10 terrific cases. Hopefully you got them right. And if not, hopefully you learned something. With that, have a great day. Okay, What's now this I, next slide here? What? Is that, should I delete that slide? What slide? Small bowel, bowel interception? No, I, I have to. I got to give you a different slide. So just save this thing and give okay. me and give me my stick back, and I'm going to give you back the images. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter if I give back to you. Right? Somehow or other, I, oh, I, I, sorry. Somehow just or other, I give you two images that aren't the best two images for the case. Okay. I don't know how um, that happens.